0: It's Daily Thunder, the truth of Jesus Christ dished out live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado, with a bit of manly grit and gusto. Find out more at live.ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Lutie. Father, we love you. We cherish the work of Jesus at that cross. Lord, we cherish afresh today the fact that We are so loved that you gave us your only son. That if we would believe in him, we would not perish, but have eternal life. We thank you for that reality today, and I pray that we would live in light of it. Lord, that we would not live in light of maybe difficult circumstances or challenges we may be facing, but in light of your cross, in light of your victory, in light of your triumph, in light of your seated position in the heavenly realms, in light of the fact that you are coming again for us lord i pray that we would live as christians today we would think as christians we would act as christians lord may you receive glory honor and praise it's in the precious name of jesus that we ask this amen so it's sort of strange for for those of you that may have tried to stream today uh, our streaming system got moved over to a different building because we're doing a special uh, production uh, somewhere so those of you that like to stream sort of took the hit on that one Uh, It's sort of nice for me, though, not to have a camera looking at me right now. I could do all sorts of things right now. I didn't even need to get ready this morning. I mean, just think about that. I really could have played this up. Uh, But then you guys would have been seeing me, the ones that are present. And also, this is a lesson to all of you that stream, that you should come to uh, the chapel and actually be present uh, here because then you get to see all the excitement. I mean, there's been some fun stuff already this morning. That All these people that weren't here missed it all. And I'm even going to tell you what it was because you, you missed it. Uh, but this is, this is a special uh, sort of finishing touch to my life lessons series. I, I had to round it off because I was building. I ended up at 19, and it's like I have one more uh daily thunder session today before the new semester starts and then i'm going to start something on prayer next week so it's like it makes sense that i would do 20 20 life lessons just a good number a round number an even number and uh, so that's that's how we're we're finishing and this is like a a really appropriate touch uh and i I don't know how meaningful it's gonna be on the podcast version of it. I really can't answer that. But I think for those of us present, I have a, a special video that I'm gonna show at the very end that it has no, uh, it has a song that backs it, but it's, it's all words on a screen. And it's a special gift that I made for our staff back in 2013 for Christmas. And it's called Remember When. And it's very, very special uh, to me. I don't know about you, like, uh, Uh, Preston could be like that was totally you know unimpressive to me I I don't know it could be the end end result but I think it's gonna be very meaningful at least to me it'll be special for me and uh, this is you know my life lessons not yours right so I mean I I should be able to finish my life lessons up with something that's special for me so but you're gonna miss that anyone that's doing this podcast is gonna miss that that's another sales pitch for coming to the chapel and being a part of this Uh, I'm really doing a good marketing job today so life lessons, this one's called the pile of stones, or the piles of stones, technically. There's an S on pile. And uh, that means something probably to a lot of us that have studied scripture, that have read the storyline of scripture. We've seen this, this thing, this, uh, this idea of piles of stones that are built for a memorial that, that the people of Israel would remember. They would remember what God has done. And so as a practice in my life, piles of stones are a very, very significant thing. Uh, By the way, my clicker's not on, so I'm sitting here pressing buttons and nothing's happening. Uh, I'm going to read you just one of the classic uh, stories in Scripture that enunciates this, and that is uh, in Joshua 4. Joshua said to them, by the way, background, uh, the nation of Israel has just walked across on dry land across the Jordan River supernaturally uh, it is parted okay so then after they cross over Joshua said to them cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying what do these stones mean to you Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. So this idea is that as a remembrance, they took stones literally from the Jordan River. So there the waters are parted. They can still walk across. And let's say, let's take some stones out of here and actually bring them out onto land and uh, build a pile. Then they actually take stones and build a pile in the midst of the Jordan. That's the next thing that they do. And it says then they're still there to this day. So it's an interesting statement. Even in the midst of this miracle, they stick a pile of stones in there and say, yeah, we even put them there uh, in the water. But this idea is as a memorial so that there would be remembrance. So this idea of remembering is very, very significant in my life. It's very significant in scripture. You start studying the word remember, whoa, you're, you're unlocking a massive theme in scripture. And it's not just what we are supposed to do. It's interesting because God uses this idea of remembrance for himself. He remembers his promises. He remembers what he said. He remembers. So our God remembers. And he Asks us to also remember. There's something about remembering that is very significant as far as an activity in our life. Because oftentimes we will go along, and it's, it's a certain phenomenon, I'm not sure what to call it, there probably should be a great name for it, but where we say, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. It's amazing how uncanny our ability is to forget. And so even though we say to ourselves, we say to someone with tears in our eyes, like, I'll never forget you. I'll think about this every day of my life. Oh, yeah, right. In other words, you go the next few days and you're, you're already starting to fade in your remembrance. And someone says, didn't you say that you were always gonna remember that? It's like, oh, did I? I don't remember that. And so we can distance ourselves from the event, from the miracle, from the shining example of God's faithfulness. We lose sight of it. And that is something that God wants to bring us back to and say, I want you to better remember. When we remember, it does something in our soul that attunes us better. It's like if you're on the radio, it's like you have those in-between sounds. like, when we have a clear signal, we hear something with sharpness. When we lose sight, we get the fuzz in our life. And so when you remember, it's like tuning in. It's like, yeah. My God is faithful. It's easier to believe in the next challenge and the next faith test you have that God is faithful when you are tuned in. When you get the fuzz and you stop remembering God's faithfulness, you know, you're you're not going to be sharp for that one. And the the devil's stuff that he begins to bring in: the doubts, the discouragements, the wonder, maybe he is, you know, not all that you thought he was. Maybe, maybe he wasn't faithful to you in the past. I mean, maybe maybe this is all an imagination. You know, all this stuff, the fuzz could call it. So to remember. So this is uh, from the Webster's 1828 dictionary. And this is my simplified version because it was quite an elaborate. uh, Webster really waxed eloquent on this one. So I simplified it. Using effort to recall an idea. I thought that was a fascinating one. Using effort because many of us are like, oh, I'll remember. But we think that remembrance is just like, it's just so special to me, of course I'll remember. But there's actually effort that is needed in order to recall. So you need to discipline your life to actually bring it to the surface. It's like, no, I'm going to choose to remember. What was that thing again? And it's like that one guy from uh, It's a Wonderful Life that has little... Uh, Strings type, uh, tied around his fingers. It's like he's going out of his way. Now, I don't really think we should be like Uncle Billy. But uh, the idea of saying whatever is necessary to remember. I'm going to tie a string around my finger. I'm going to stick a pile of stones in my entryway. So when I walk out in the morning to work, I trip over them. I'm like, what is that? Oh, oh, oh I need to remember. Whatever is necessary you want to do. Classic thing in, in our home is we get a yellow sticky note on our bathroom mirror. And it's right in front of me. And it's like, Leslie may still be sleeping. I get up in the morning and it says, make sure you, you know, whatever it is. It's like, okay, that works. <clears throat> so using effort to recall an idea. To bear or keep in mind. Isn't that an interesting statement? To keep in mind. Keep this in mind. What a, what a fascinating statement. I, technically, I don't know that I really ever spent a lot of time thinking about the phrase, keep it in mind. It's just a normal phrase. I know what it means. But it's like, just think about it, break it down. Keep that in your mind, which is indicating the fact that you can lose something from your mind. So you need to keep it. To preserve the memory of, to preserve from being forgotten. There's a preservation process that you go through to say, this is important enough to me that I'm going to memorialize it. And there's an action, there's an extra step. It's not just agreeing that that was a good thing, that that was an important thing to remember. It's actually memorializing it. So I remember this one guy when I was growing up was talking about how he does that. And he has this whole hallway in his house that he actually creates like these, I don't know if they're boxes, you know those uh, memory box, types of things? I don't know what they're called, shadow boxes, is that what they're called? And he like sticks key things in them, and he has this whole hallway, he walks down like memory hallway, and it's like all these key things are just reminded to him, remembered uh, in his life when he sees all of these key events. And so I've had my different ideas over time, you know, of maybe maybe I have a a brick walkway, and each brick, you know, I actually put into the brick like a memory. And so it's like I walk down memory walkway. I've had all sorts of things. I, I haven't done anything grand. And I, I feel sort of guilty now in saying this. It's like, is this your life lesson, Eric? And you haven't done the walkway or the hallway? Not necessarily. I'm more of a journal guy. So I'll write it down in a journal. But Deuteronomy 32 7, this is like, such a huge theme in scripture that if I was to start unpacking scripture on this one, we would just be reading scripture all morning long. And I'm trying to actually make this one very short because I want to do our special video thing at the end. Remember the days of old. And then God's going to, go on through this, through Moses, and he's going to be enunciating all the things that he has done to save, to rescue these people from, uh, from Pharaoh, and to deliver them out of the land of Egypt, through the wilderness, into the land of promise. This is what he has promised he's going to do. He's established this uh, incredible picture, and he's going to do it. So remember what he has done, and then he shines a light on what he's going to do in the future. The power of remembering. What does it do? I was pondering that this morning now i have a hunch that this list could go on and on i just gave a a quick overview of what i would say okay in the obvious sense this is what it does it exercises the inner man when i remember it's a certain exercise that is very very important just like we know exercise is for the human body for muscle development for cardiovascular development well this is spiritual development there's something about remembering that is an exercise for the inner man it keeps truth forefront it is very easy you could know truth but it might be over here instead of in the forefront just like that radio dial you know the station's there but you're off of it and so it doesn't mean the station's not there it's just you're not on it and the same is true with truth you could have truth right there near where you're at on the radio dial but you're not on it and when you remember you're it's it's like tuning in and you're like yes My God is faithful. My God is true. What he did on that cross was for me. When he was buried, I was buried. When he rose from the the grave, I rose. In Christ, I am seated in heavenly places. It's just remembering, recalling the great work of God. It staves off despair. When you're going through a very difficult time, discouragement, despair, doubt, they move in. When they sense that you're off the radio dial, they're going to pounce. And so, as a result, to stay tuned in remembrance actually staves off these evil foes. They don't have a grip. And if any of you have ever gone through those seasons of discouragement, doubt, despair, where you wonder, what am I doing in life? How am I? That usually comes from a lack of remembering, where you forget from where you've come. You forget that God has brought you here. You forget that God's the one that led you this far in the first place. So, as a result, when you lose sight of that, you become vulnerable to these evil foes it builds hope. Why would it do that? Well, when you remember, you, you see that God has been faithful, and what are you also remembering? He is always faithful, which means if he has led me this far, he's going to lead me onward. It gives you a clear sense of hope that God is good, that God does take care of his children, and it charges the soul to remain faithful. Why would I give up now if my God has always been faithful to me in the past? And so as a result, it charges your soul. It's like a fresh invigorating uh, sermon to your soul to say, remain where you're at, stand fast, hold strong. God will prove faithful. You prove faithful to him right now. So communion, the Lord's Supper, is actually this exact thing. God's saying, I want this to be a regular habit in the diet of the church, in the function of the church of Jesus Christ. I want you to remember, not just on the individual level, but on the corporate level, I want you to remember what Christ has done. Now, whether or not people look at the Lord's Supper as remembrance, I think a lot of people do. Some people, it's just an act. It's like, okay, we have communion today. Well, praise God. But they're not necessarily functioning in the action, the the exercise of remembrance while they're doing it. He did this for me. This was for me. In other words, that's what it's for. It's, It's meant to rekindle covenant relationship. It's to refresh vows of covenant. Sort of like two married people coming up and saying, you know what, I'm married to you, aren't I? You know what, I don't want to take that for granted. When we started, I said this to you. I want to say it again to you. And that's what communion is. It's a rehearsal of vows. It's a ratification, a fresh ratification of the fact that he, has lived for me. He has died for me. He has given up everything for me. And I, in remembrance of that, will give everything to him in response. I say I do to you, Lord Jesus. I do, I will. I enter into covenant with you afresh. This is my vow. So 1 Corinthians 11, when he had given thanks, he broke it, speaking of Jesus, and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So one of the key actions, one of the sacred actions and functions of the Church of Jesus Christ is to remember what Christ did 2,000 years ago. So my journal has been sort of my hallway. Uh, it's my path of stones, even though I do think the, the path of stones could be a pretty cool one. Uh, I just have never been able to figure out exactly how to do it. I'm not one of those great Workers with masonry uh, and so I'm a little intimidated by my own idea, but I like it. Okay. I like it but in my journal for decades uh, When something very significant happens, I've had a little graphic I used to when I when I did my journals by hand I used to do them by hand if you could believe that Uh, and I would actually draw in a pile of stones and then now I just have a little graphic and copy paste uh, my in my pile of stones sort of a cheater's way of building a pile of stones, a little lighter than what they had out of the Jordan. They had to carry these huge boulders on their shoulder, poof, lay it down. I just go, ging, ging, or now it's just copy paste. And, <clears throat> but what it means is don't forget, Eric. Don't forget this. So what I'll do periodically is I'll sit down with my journal and I'll just scroll through and I'll look for piles of stones. One of the most invigorating things I do in my spiritual life right there Piles of stones to me are very, very significant. Even if it's a little digital version of it, it's very, very meaningful for me because this is territory that I purposely am gonna walk again. Hey, son, come with me. I wanna show you where the Israelites crossed the Jordan River. I want you to look at something. Dad, what's that? Let me tell you what that is. And for me, I want to scan in my own soul and have my father in heaven say, son, take take my hand. I wanna walk you through what I've done in your life. And in a sense, because I've built piles of stones, digitally speaking, I actually can revisit these things. And it truly is a remarkable tour. God is faithful. And it's weird because if you just asked me off the cuff, give me a, a story of God's faithfulness in your life. It's weird, but you almost get paralyzed with, like, ah, well, there's a lot of them. That's like what you say. Oh, there's so many, I can't, can't say them all. We'll just say one. Ah, I'm just, uh. It's weird, but your, your life sort of goes into a paralysis. Your brain goes into some funk, and you can't think as clearly, because there really are. In my life, there, is, there are so many moments when God has proven faithful. But they're not easy recall, where it's just like sitting there in the top of my brain, unless I just happen to read my journal, I have to literally go and visit the land again. I have to walk that territory and see it, which is why it's a discipline. I have to labor to remember. But that's why I'm saying this is a life lesson. I've labored to remember, and guess what? It has sharpened me so that truth is before me, and it has caused my path to be without the stumble that other people would have. I don't get baited. I get baited towards discouragement, but there's a difference between being baited towards it and giving into it. Because I have discouragement around me all the time. It's like a constant companion. It's like, oh, you're with me again today. Well, hi, good morning. It's like there, but that doesn't mean I follow it because my radio dial is on truth. This is truth. So I preach to myself. You guys know that. I don't know if that was one of my life lessons. I think it was preaching to myself. I'd have to look and see if it was, but if it wasn't, this is bonus 21. Uh, Make sure you, you learn to preach to yourself. But for me, when that discouragement comes, this is exactly what I do. I preach. Well, what am I preaching? I'm preaching what I remember to be true. And so I'm going back to the truth of truths. And I'll even repeat, when Les and I have a, a meeting together, oftentimes we'll start and I'll say, okay, let's just, let's just talk about what God has done up to this point in our life. And we'll get out key moments. And why are we doing that? Why does that help? Because it sharpens us because both of us are getting hit hard, and we need to just see straight in this fog. It's like we're tuning into the the station as opposed to listening to the fuzz <clears throat> so i'm not saying that this is my basis for writing a, a journal <laughs> however it's a good argument to say hey god's behind this idea and the lord said to moses write this for a memorial in a book which of course becomes the bible okay and i'm not saying my journal is the bible so don't think i'm trying to create a, a direct correlation there as much as to say it's interesting moses encounters something profound And God's saying, I want you to write this down. I want you to rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Do you remember that I am against the Amalekites? I want you to remember these things. And so in our life, you see the same. That is an enemy of your soul, Eric. And I want you to know that when he comes knocking, you hit him in the teeth. Remember this, Eric. It's one thing in your brain to say, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that when the enemy comes and tries to discourage me, that God, and I need to do this. It's weird how quickly we can forget that. And so we need to rehearse this rehearse it over and over and over again so the practice in the ludi family we have multiple things we do a lot of remembrance we've had a a fun tradition that has started as my kids have gotten older now because when your kids are you know two they don't really understand your remembrance it's like let me tell you a story of you know when you were negative seven and you know it doesn't have the same resonance as it does as they get older and so what my kids will do is they're like, they want me to tell, their favorite stories of course are embarrassing moments. I have to admit those are the ones that they, and Leslie was always like, you guys have heard that one 10 times. It's like, let's hear it again. <laughs> so I have a lot of those embarrassing moments and they love those. But then we also have gone through just our story, like our testimony. And we'll go back and we'll ask stories. I also have a lot of things that I've done that have captured, I have this audio series that I created called Life with Marky, my brother's name is Marky. And it is really funny. It, 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 some of the humor is a little uh, old, ericish, is what I would say. And so it's one of those things that if you're like, could you release that publicly? It's like, ah, I don't think so. I don't know that I could. And so, but it's really a precious thing because it goes through and it simply is remembering. That's what it is. And it is a really delightful exercise for our family to remember what God has done. And we'll rehearse these stories. We'll rehearse the stories of the adoptions because they're all supernatural. Harper's adoption, Kipling's adoption, Reese and Lily's adoption. We will rehearse these things, and that's very significant. For Leslie and I, we are always, this has been a part of our married life for years where we'll go back through and we'll just rehearse the different things that God has done up to this point. How did we get here? Why are we here? Why are we doing what we do? There's a reason for it. Let's remember what that reason is because when you get into the fuzz zone, the fog of life, you're like, why am I doing this? Because why am I going through difficulties if there isn't a reason for it. And you have to remember why you're there. You have to remember that God has brought you here. So the practice at Ellerslie. So we have practice, I'd say, in our staff. Our staff, we love to remember. We love to rehearse things. And that used to be, I would say, even as I was preparing this, I was realizing we were better at that before than we are now. I'd actually, when I was putting this together, I was thinking for our staff, one of the number one things we need is to actually exercise remembrance at a heightened level again, which is actually what I'm going to do after we're done here. For those of you that are just do- doing pod- or podcasts, you're going to miss that. And again, this is just a reminder that if you were here in person, you would catch it. It's going to be good. But also during a semester, we'll even oftentimes call it a pile of stones. We've had different semesters where people will go out and steal from our rocks out there and bring them in and set them up as a pile. When they come up to the front to share a testimony, they'll bring a stone with them and set it on the ground. We're like, what's that? Now we need to pick it up. But uh, at the same time, it's symbolic. That whether or not it's a real stone, it's a memorial. And we are doing something to remember. And So oftentimes throughout a semester, we'll remember what God has done in that semester multiple times over. And and I even have said many times, it's like, I don't care if you even repeat yourself. And you share the same thing over. When we finish the semester, we rehearse and remember the semester. Very significant. But that's like for a certain season. What we need to learn to do is to take that discipline and apply it to our life. So let's do that. Let's take some time today to remember, to cherish, and to appreciate what God has done. What I would like us to do like in here is I'd like us to actually do that. As a follow-up to this, I'd like to, you know, we'll stop the, the, the stream here and we'll, we'll just go into that. I'd like us to do that as an exercise, almost like worship or prayer. I'd like us to remember what God has done. Let's pray. Father, you are faithful. You are good to your children. And you have done great things. And I pray that we, your people, would remember that afresh today. Lord, grow us in our faith. May we not be forgetful people. May we be men and women that remember well. It's in the precious name that we ask this. Amen. Daily Thunder is a production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training and the Bravehearted Media Group. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and see it once again gain the stride of the Spirit emboldened and brave. The Daily Thunder video stream can be watched live daily at 8.15 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Saturday, and 7.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. Please consider booking a stopover at the lovely Ellerslie campus at the foot of the majestic Rocky Mountains for one day, one week, one semester, or for an entire season. We hope to see you someday soon, live and in person. Thanks for listening.